I don't know. That was weird. It's fully plugged in. You saw that, right? I did see that. Please, baby. No, I I know I was talking about a new one, but it's going to be a while, okay? I promise. I'm not going to get rid of you. I love you. We love you, though. We really love you, okay? Like, don't don't play. Please, for the love of God, don't play. Goodbye. I'll be, like, my electricity or something. Okay. Well, don't like that. <laughs> do you remember your thought? No, I do. Hold on. Give me a second. Just talking about treating yourself and if you're oh. over stingy. Yep. Welcome back to another episode of Table Talks, where deeper conversations are something highly sought after but rarely explored. And I have with me, as always, my beautiful co-host, Alyssa. Hello, my little honey buns. buns. How are you this week, dear? How was the, the second week of promotion? Ooh, uh, interesting. Okay. It's still a little stress ball, but getting things better. Uh, I am doing fantastic. Beautiful. We love that. Yeah. It was like, I said, I was telling Jocelyn off air, I was saying that my soul needed to decorate for fall at the office. So my last, I did the whole week and then I stayed a little extra off the clock to just decorate my desk. So that I could have my soul just be happy on Monday when I walked in. But things are getting better. More processes in play. and like That's always helpful. Yeah. More processes and more systems is I didn't kiss. feel as, like, stressed about my emails. Like, yeah. for listeners that don't know, I'm a zero inbox person. Same. <laughs> like, there should be nothing in my work email because I'm so organized that I just file them all away in little folders. Yep. And... I have been inundated with all of the emails for my new promotion, and I'm just like, <sighs> and then I'm taking the realization, we're not going to get to all of them ever, probably, <laughs> but we can at least sort through some of them. Mm-hmm. So it's been doing well. How about yourself? Good. Um, you had some good news. Uh, yeah, I had a lot of um, events this past week. I feel like I just was nonstop for, I think I was home two days out of the last seven I feel like it's always in the wrong phase of your hormones. It like, so is. It so is. Like, I'm so close to getting my period. I, like, thought that I had it last week. It didn't happen. So I'm like, it's got to be coming this week. So I am definitely almost there. And I am just exhausted. Like, playing out. Just, like, tapped the fuck out. So, yeah. I have the possibility of taking on a new promotion. Um, <laughs> which is amazing. My boss. I have to say that like I really do love the company that I work for my boss was very like hey I need to know where everyone's capacity is at and you know one of the girls spoke up and said that she was like at you know overflowing capacity and I was able to be like hey like I can take on like a lot of her old role that she's doing because like that's where I want to see my careers in marketing so and that was a lot of the stuff she's doing and you know she spoke up and was like I really think that it's time that we invest in like a full-time marketing position or a marketing person and I was like, I would love to take on that role and da 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 da. So fingers crossed, reviews are coming up soon. So I'm going to hopefully spend like the next month just kind of like transitioning things over and getting things more mainstreamed and like systems and prolay and, and, and automations in process. So that way, like there's like by the time they come to review time, I'm going to be like, hey, so in the last month, this is all of my progress. Like this is where I'm at. So um, if that happens, that'll be another like maybe twenty to $30,000 jump. 
Making all the jumps this year. I know, which would be so fucking exciting. So, which that would be huge for paying off debt and just like I know. starting the next age the of life. The financial freedom. I can smell it, bro. I can smell it. Like, my fucking credit score jumped 32 points in the last week because Ooh. I've paid off like a bunch of collections. So, I can smell the financial freedom, which. At the beginning of this year, we talked about this in, like, our episode of, like, words and, and that whole reflection episode, and it just, like, didn't feel tangible at the time. No. It felt, like, so out of reach, and then it was just, like, wow, did we, like, did we manifest this shit by, like, talking about it and just being, we're both so open about these things, too. Like, we talk about our budgeting. We talk about, I really fucked up this week. Like, I decided, yeah. I decided, fuck, fuck groceries. I'm going out to eat every night, and we're like, <laughs> well, there goes the fucking budget with that. Like, you know, like, we really were, like open about it and we talked so fluidly about it which I think everybody needs that person in their life whether it's their partner their their parent or whoever that they can have this open conversation about finances because it's such a big role in our lives today like it's fucking capitalism like we live in that world so like we have to be aware of it I know and it's just so crazy because you did your word was financial freedom yeah and then I was like oh I could get on that track and then I feel like a like a Mack truck just came by for both of us and we were like bills yeah. <laughs> some extra like fees incurred and then it was like is this gonna be possible like mid-year we were like yeah. mm, maybe not and maybe what... next year yeah. and then all of a sudden like the last few months we've just been like promotion level up oh extra job like all the good stuff yeah it's crazy and like i'm even in my business like uh coming in january i'm up increasing my prices because uh, inflation like all of my you know i'm incurring more like systems in order to make things more mainstream so that's costing more money which means that like technically my profits are less so I'm like mm, we want to keep that profits where they're at so like we have to make sure that we account for that and it's like oh my god just like whoop whoop 2023 financial freedom <laughs> that's it's just so exciting like like smell it and like to be that close. That I can't close. wait. I can't wait to see where we're at by the end of the year. For me I literally only have my student loan debt. And, yeah, like, and, whatever and credit, credit card. cards. And, like, whatever, the my monthly credit card, which now, for the last three months, I have paid off every single month. Oh, so proud. Right? Like, what? Like, who the fuck? Who, who, who is that bitch? <laughs> who is that bitch? Um, but I really started, like, incorporating that, like, that girl, like, mindset as I started this new job back in, like, May. And I was like, I want to be that girl. And I was like, but what does that girl mean to me? Because that girl can have so many meanings. It can be the financial freedom girl, the runs her own business girl, the aesthetically pleasing girl, the girl, the gym bro. Like, it can mean so many things to be that girl. Just, like, any guy can be like, I want to be that guy. Like, I want to be that successful. And, like, success looks different for everyone. So, like, just for me to like map out what that girl looks like a lot of it was like financial freedom and like just feeling like I got my shit together and I think I think once I did the financial stuff that made me feel like I got my shit together I've been seeing it you've been embodying <laughs> that girl between your finances just like your everyday life even the way you're dressing I, I know, literally I'm so excited we went out on a friend date the other week and I was like girl like you're in this pretty blazer with the rings and the gold necklace I'm like who are we like what the <laughs> heck I love it <laughs> yeah and like I think just like I wrote it out and then I was like okay each week I'm like how can I be that girl like what is that one thing about that girl that you can be um so you know some weeks I'm like I'm gonna be that girl that cooks her meals all week and other weeks I'm like I'm gonna be that girl that comes home and does 
works her five to nine job like that you know, TikTok trend that's like nine to five and then here's my five to nine I don't know what those are I just saw it from that part that literally I just saw the video pop up the other day about how like the, the little what are those called the filters mm-hmm. it does the picks what you are and it was like late to trends the CEO of late to trends and you're with CEO <laughs> of being supportive and I was like yeah bitch that's so me <laughs> like I'm so late to the trends but yeah like I think I just small it's small baby steps like it's like how can just this week, I can be that girl. And, like, for me this week, being that girl, I just needed to stay hydrated. That was my goal this week, was just to stay hydrated. Because I was like, if I can stay hydrated, that means that me getting even the four hours of sleep I know I'm going to encompass uh, in the next, like, four nights will be enough. As long as I'm hydrated. So that was my only that girl goal this week. <laughs> so I think it's very on trend, especially because our topic for this week is going to be budgeting and planning, but before we deep dive into that, we have our emotion emotion of the the week. week. So our emotion of the week is proud. Because we are so proud of each other. We've been working so hard, putting in all the work, having all of these really hard conversations about life and like around work and just like what we want out of like our futures almost essentially absolutely but how to get it now so i'm super proud of us bitch i'm proud i'm <laughs> proud of us and you i like i feel like proud is underrated because people don't say it enough they wait no. until like the top tier moments yeah. to say i'm proud of you and i really stay conscious of trying to tell myself you anyone around me that like hey i'm proud of you like even if you just did that today like i'm proud of you i appreciate yeah, you. yeah or like hey i'm proud of you i know this week was a tough week like i'm just proud of you, you good went, for you, you. Got through it like yeah yes. like, good for you i'm proud of you like yeah. I, I i said it to a girl at work this week i was like look i know you've really been struggling with like balancing all of these things so i just want to let you know like i'm really proud of you and like you really impressed me and she just like lit up and like got a little teary-eyed and i was like i didn't mean to and she's like i just really needed that you don't even know and i was like oh i just like it's proud is such a good word it's the little just little sentences in those words i appreciate what you're doing i'm proud of you and Mm -hmm. like people just the look on their face just totally changes and it like makes their day and i love that i want people to feel that more often absolutely so So, what's our definition oh gosh there's so many Ooh. Um, have or showing self-respect or Mm self-esteem highly gratifying to the feelings or self-esteem feeling pleasure or satisfaction over something regarded as highly honorable or credible to oneself one's self (laughs) there's so many more there's so many more wow there's 10 Ooh. There's 11. Oh, okay. Well, I think those first three, was that three or four? That was three. Three. So I think, I feel like those first three really describe, I think, what we're talking about when we think of proud. Yes. Yeah. So did they give us a a sentence, even though we just used one, but do they give us a sentence or no? It was a proud day for him when his son entered college. Aww. But like then, that, that speaks to how we use proud so often in the big milestones. Yes. Versus like the... Hey, you got through a really tough week this week. There was a lot going on. Like, I'm really proud of you. I think that's what I want to highlight. Like I said, it's those top tier moments. The college, you got a promotion, you you got married, like whatever you're... You had a baby. Like Yeah, I'm so proud of like the you person you've become. Like, yeah. Those are great, but we also need to add those like little moments. Like, that, hey, I'm just proud you got through th- this week. Great job. I'm yes. so proud of you on your presentation. Yes, absolutely. And, and even like presentation feels like it's also still like a big moment. 
So, like, even saying, like, hey, I know you were working really hard this week and there was a lot on your plate. So, like, I'm just really proud that you made it to Friday. Like, hell yeah, good for you. Mm-hmm. Like, just, like, that's, that's so simple and, like... It's so general, but, like, to that person, they just had a list of things go through their head about all the shit they actually got done, and they're like, wow, yeah, you know what I did do a lot this week? Holy shit, good for me. Yeah, I don't think we highlight the everyday enough. Mm -hmm. Like, those just little things that add to the big parts of every day. Absolutely. So that's wonderful. I think that's a great word. And I think that really starts off where we're taking this episode, like what we're talking about, our topic. Right. Ready? Yes. All Are right. You? I'm ready. I'm so ready. Do you want to start with budgeting or planning or um, time tracking? Oof. Uh, let's do budgeting first. Okay. Um, because I think that's where I'm at, like <laughs> in in the realm of things. Um, and I just have recently just got it back into actually planning my weeks. But I think I'm more in the the budgeting, like I on a daily. Like I open my mint. I open my like credit cards I open my account and that's not something that I used to do I used to like avoid looking at that I'd be like oh yeah I know it's gonna be negative so we're just like not gonna open it and we're gonna act like it doesn't exist like, I think budgeting can feel very daunting oh my, so it does daunting. it's not something that's like seems fun or <laughs> easy to do in the slightest no and that's why I think you need to find what work, what way works best for you yeah and I know that's like where I'm gonna what I'm gonna bring to the topic today is how to budget like these so many different ways to budget and it's things like literally that. So, my first point is it okay yes. so what did you what did you have and then i I'll... do want to highlight that some of this episode might have overlap with adulting because we did talk some budgeting yeah. so you can also check out that for any other tips yeah and um, i also want to give a uh, disclaimer we are not financial advisors we're not giving financial advice we, we are just two adults giving... in our late 20s trying to make a living and and we're just staying our lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, we're just figuring it out, okay? So this is not financial advice. Please seek a financial advisor if this is something that you need. So give me your first budgeting point. Find your preference. Are you digital or Fuck are yeah. you paper? Fuck I, yeah. I am so digital Ugh. where, like, my dad even was very paper. Like, the balance, the checkbook my, era. Yeah, like, my parents are too. Yeah. I'm not a paper person. I don't like paper bills. I don't like balancing my checkbook. I think I did it twice in my lifetime. I used to be very paper in the sense that, like, I would literally write my budget out every month just at the beginning of every month in my journal, which, like, the more I think about journaling, I'm like, wow, I've done journaling for so long, even if it was just, like, writing my budget out. It's very or up your alley. Planning. It is so up my alley. But more recently, I have taken to the, like, digital portion of it because, it's so seamless. It's all on my phone. I literally just click like three apps, open them all at the same time. I get to check and make sure all the information's right. And boom, done. Within like 20 minutes, I've figured out what I need to do, how I need to budget, and what needs to go into what accounts and what time frames. I think they both have their pros and cons. 100%. And it definitely depends on the age that you grew up in. Um, so if you're more paper, you may have like be able to find things easily. You can write everything down if you're very visual. You also have the cons of like accruing a lot of paper. Yeah, and like fuck, which notebook did I write that in? Or, oh, shit, I didn't balance my checkbook for the last, like, six months. Like, that's going to be a bitch when you go in to do it. Like, yeah. if you if you have a system in place where you sit down, like, you know, Friday night is your time to sit down and do that, or, you know, you have a specific day that is your day to, like, do the budgeting, then, like, I think that's great. But just like you said, I think is a great point. Like, figure out what works for you and how, whether either using digital works for you or paper works for you. Every payday, 
I immediately open my check checking account. I check and make sure what money's in there. I transfer them into savings, my two savings accounts, and then I roll into what are the bills this week after I've allotted the savings. I think uh, now that you're going more digital, that it's going to be pretty similar. Yeah. Um, there's so many methods out there. It's just what works for you. Like yep. I said, you have the pros and cons of paper. You're going to have the pros and cons of digital. Pros, it's all in your phone. It's all on your computer. It's very easy to access everything. Cons, you may lose that work if you don't like have it saved in a safe place. And, and like, in multiple places. There's so many different options. What works for me as a digital person is Google Calendar. Mm, I am a, a very Google person. Um, I love Google, so I use my Google Calendar as all of my finances. Which and is, so, <laughs> which is so weird because I'm so like I use Google. We, I use Google Drive. I use the Sheets. I use Docs. I use Photos. I use all of this calendar. But do you know that like I don't put my bills in there? You use it for more social events, it's, don't you? It's social events. So like I share a calendar with my partner, and then it's also um, work. So I don't like I don't want the bills in there. Not yet. Like. It, the work bills are in there, but that's because that's on the work calendar. It's it's business related, but like there there's like a separate calendar in that calendar, so I can check it off. And when I want to see it, I turn it on for a quick minute. But like, it's not in that calendar. I, I just am very like I know when my bills are in my head now. I do too, but I like to have the calendar for that visual aspect mm. to know and have the reminders. So like, what I do is I use the Google Calendar and I put all of my bills by their due date. In the month. Mm -hmm. so do you set, like, a, a reminder for yourself? I do. Oh, okay, I set okay. two. So okay. I have one a week out and one the day before. Okay. So that way I get pinged the week before so that I can pay it, if, depending on my paycheck. Yeah. And then the day before is that extra reminder just in case I didn't hit the payment or to just have that peace of mind. Oh, it's due tomorrow. You already paid it on X date. Yeah. And or, I'm like, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's the way I used to do it, but I realized that sometimes I get like a bad habit with my phone and the fact that like I see those reminders and they stress me out more than like just setting a time frame for myself to sit down and look at those things like just be like okay we've got x bills this week make sure that you don't spend more on this more on that or more than this on on x for the week and you know you got to make sure by this day there's enough money in there oh well is that around payday yeah but like will payday hit before that comes out? Probably not. So make sure that you haven't spent enough from the last paycheck. Like, yeah. I'm much more like, that's the way I handle it. Because I get too stressed out with so many notifications because I already get so many. You're the person that likes the notifications. I actually turn off a lot of the notifications I don't need on a daily basis. It's only the apps that I use consistently. Yeah. So I don't have a lot of notifications. It really is just the calendar for the most part. So for me, it works best to just get the couple of notifications because each... I get paid weekly. Some people mm -hmm. get paid bi-weekly. I used to do that. And so having the reminders also helped with when I was being paid bi-weekly to not miss anything. But I take, I get paid on Fridays. And then each Friday I go in, I look at the amount that's in my account. I take that, I put that in the calendar, uh, calendar, calculator. I put a little minus and then I go through and pay all of the bills that are due at least within the next week, if not two weeks so that I can stay ahead. Mm-hmm. And then I pay all those bills. I mark them off as paid with the date and the amount that I did and any other notes that I need into the calendar event, save it. And then I go through and I minus all of those and see how much I have at the end of the week. And once I have that number, I can move forward. That's all of my miscellaneous, my groceries. gas, groceries, whatever else is at the end. Mm -hmm. And then I can calculate from there. So one of the ways that I like to do it is the pay yourself method. I kind of use like two methods. I definitely use like pay yourself and um, like 
proportional budgeting. Uh, almost. I don't quite do proportional budgeting. But do you want to explain those for the yes. people that don't freaking know yeah. like me? <laughs> so, like, pay yourself first is where you allocate your money first to yourself. So, your savings, your investments, and anything like that. So, I do that immediately every month or every week I get paid. I'm also like you. I get paid weekly. So, every month I go in and I – or every week. My God, I want to keep saying month. Every week I allocate for – uh, $50 towards my savings uh, for debt and $50 towards my savings for like vacation rainy day fund. And I, that's immediate. I don't you even do that know. First. I do that first. So I don't even see that $100. That $100 doesn't exist in my head because it's in a savings account that I can't see. And then I transfer it. The rainy day fund goes into like um, another card. So it's, it just sits over there. So I don't even, I don't even know this money. I do know it exists. Like I have it mentally in my head, but it's a, those don't, you can't touch those. Those are untouchable items. Um, and then you can do this for anything. So like your investments and anything like that. And then after that, I take whatever I have and I portion it out for what I have for bills that week. So like, say my questions. I'm just, it's so curious to me to see you do that differently because I would be like switching those. Mm -hmm. I would pay my bills first because those are like my non-negotiables. They have to get paid. And then anything that goes into my savings would happen after because I'd be like, oh, that's the final amount that I have let's see what I can take off the top. And you're like, no, I got to save first. Mm-hmm. Pay bills later. <laughs> yeah. Like I, well, like, and sometimes too, like the whole point of me saving bills, is like saving money is because every week I don't spend gas money out of my debit account. I put it on my credit card. So like, oh. it's almost like that $50 that I'm saving is like what I'm going to pay the credit card with when it comes right before payday or mm. pay the, the due date. So like, that's also why. And then like, but most of the time I don't ever hit like, I don't ever use the majority of what's left for, like, all of my bills. There's still money left over after that, that, like, at the end of the week after I get paid, whatever. I'm like, oh, it's only supposed to be 450 in my account, but, like, there's 520 And I was like, oh, well, I can transfer that extra $70 to my savings. That's just more money that goes into the savings at the end of the week. Mm-hmm. But I start with the pay yourself first because if I don't, I won't save it. I'll think to myself, I have an extra $50 to just spend on whatever. Yeah. So, and I know that about myself. So if I save it first, it doesn't exist. I think it's, it's already, it's, it's not that it doesn't exist. It's already allocated for something. I think that's another good tip there is knowing your spending preference, like habits preferences and habits. Yeah. Because if you know, like you're the person that looks at your account and go, oh, I got an extra 50 bucks I can spend here. You're going to spend it. I'm going to spend it. I'm going to spend it. And like last week, perfect. This is a perfect example. Last week I had overtime. So like my paycheck was like an extra 150 and I was fucking like, woohoo. Guess what? I spent it all. I spent it all. I went shopping. Because you know why? I didn't move it to my savings account and act like I didn't have that money. I just left it there. I was like, I got an extra money. Because you know what? I've been working a lot. So I'm going to fucking spoil myself this week. And you know what? I don't give a single shot. I was like, I already, I was like, it's like I didn't even have that money. I wasn't going to have it if I didn't work overtime. I worked overtime. I had it. And you know what? I, because I worked that overtime, I'm going to cheat myself. So I did. So what's that other uh, way you do it? The proportional budgeting? Yeah. So the proportional budgeting is like allocating certain percentages of things. So it's like the 50, 30, 20 rule. I don't necessarily go 50, 20, 50, 30, 20. So it's supposed to be like 50% is your needs, which is things like your rent, your mortgage, your groceries, your gas, utilities, and insurances. Mm -hmm. 30% is your wants, which is things like shopping, restaurants, entertainment, travel, gifts, gym memberships even okay. personally i put gym memberships in a need category because that's part of my health mm-hmm. so i need that that i don't necessarily consider that 30 so this is also like when i give these tips it's figuring out what you classify as a need versus a want 
Yeah. So like, and then your other 20% is your savings, which is things like your emergency fund, um, retirement, any debt payoff, that sort of stuff. I think that's a good rule of thumb. Yeah. So I think I really like this one because that is realistic. Like, yeah, that feels like, okay, f- yeah, 50% of my income should be budgeted towards all of my needs. And like, if I have to live above those means, then that's fine. But like, you it, have to f- figure out what is your needs versus what is your wants. I think it also goes under the, when you are planning your budget, you look at how much you make as income and you should only be using like 50% of it towards the house, the rent, the car, right. etc. Right. So that way, if you're like, oh, I need to get a new car because mine's really run down. I'm having a lot of issues. What can I afford? You have to rope that into that like 50%. Yeah. So like, I like this, but I are like, but I do the pay yourself first. And then anything after that is the 50, 30, 20. And it's almost like 50, 30, not even really the 20. Cause I've already like for myself, I've already saved. You paid yourself. I've paid myself. I've already done that savings. That's that 20%. And I don't even think the $50 that I'm saving or the hundred dollars every week. I think that's more than 20%. And, like, sometimes I do have to, like, pull back and be like, oh, shit, I have to take that $50 back out of my savings because there is this extra bill this week that falls in this week's pay instead of next week. So next week I'll be able to save more. And usually it works out that I'm able to do that. But it's not always it's not always seamless. Like, that's the other part. When I can – the t- my personal tip for budgeting is, like, it's never seamless. It's never going to flow every single month the exact same way because the due dates are never on the exact same day on the exact same – day of the week versus your payday like it's funny that you bring up the due dates though because I do think a good tip is that looking I use a calendar again when I see all of my due dates a lot of my due dates end at the very end or the beginning of the month yeah and so I have like a two-week period where I don't really have as many bills so I'll either utilize that and try to save more money then Mm -hmm. or you can also call your financial providers and say hey can we move the due date I have a lot of end of the month bills is it possible to move my due date to the middle of the month so that I can have it more balanced out and be able to budget better yeah I did that with my rent and uh, my car insurance because I was like, I have all, I have all of my bills were like literally the last week into the first week. And I was like, I am getting slammed to the point that like, I don't even have money for groceries for like two weeks out of the month. And I was like, that's not cool. We got to work something out. So like I was able to call my financial providers and be like, Hey, can we move these? Because I need to move these. Like I physically cannot handle this load and they were like oh my god absolutely yes they were like oh we do see like you've been late on these so like does this date work and I was like yes because that's the date I've been paying it for the last three months even though I'm late every time like I just can't financially handle that load so it's also recognizing that it's okay to sometimes you fall a little bit behind to get yourself back caught up like sometimes that fluctuation is going to end up happening at some points in your life and you just have to accept that that's what you're in. You're going to have some trial and error when you're budgeting. It's not going to always be like smooth sailing. We're like, oh my gosh, I saved $300 this month and I paid all my bills on time. Like, woo woo. Mm -hmm. No, it's going to be like, oh my gosh, I overdrafted. Holy crap. Wait, what? Did I overspend? (laughs) Yeah. Or like, oh man, I forgot about that bill. It like didn't come out. And I was like, shit, I thought that was already out when I was like, yeah, there's going to be all of those things. Like things are going to happen like that. And just being aware that like, you are not going to be perfect at your spending and like you're going to have moments of being so good at your budget and then you're just going to like blow it out of the water sometimes. I think we're both perfect examples of that. We, I still think I'm like I'm financially secure and doing well as far as budgeting, planning, adulting, but there is, I've said it on these episodes where I'm still like, oh, I feel broke as a joke. Like, yeah. There are going to be times where you just don't do as well with the budgeting. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you already talked about savings. I think I'm going to utilize this time to talk about my tips for saving. Yeah, absolutely. Because I don't save very well. (laughs) I am that person that will, if I see it, I will spend it. Mm. So what I use is the envelope technique. And this I pulled right off of TikTok. Great example. Um, There's many ways to do it. There's one method where you take envelopes and you label them one to a hundred. And then each payday, you put in some amount into the envelope. So if the envelope is 97, you're going to put $97 into it. Mm. And at the end, when you have all of the envelopes filled, you can save 5,000. It's like a little bit over 5,000. It's like 5,050 at the end of the, so then you have $5,000 saved. I don't do that method. I probably should. But what I use is I put auto, I have house, travel, like miscellaneous, and I labeled all of my envelopes. And anytime I have cash, because cash I will spend. If it's in hand, I will spend it. So I take my cash after I've done grocery shopping or I have extra money left over, and I throw that into the envelopes. And so I'm like, okay, I need a little bit towards my car in case something breaks down. Here's a little bit towards the house so I can do some redecorating. Here's for travel or just fun activities that we can do. And then I put that and I put it out of my face entirely in a secret location and I lock that shit up. And then once I'm ready to go spend money, I can have a savings. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. I used to do cash budgeting for bills, actually. Like, I used to do... I would go, I would get a physical paycheck, I would cash my check, and then I would take the cash, and I would go and distribute it between my things, and then every single time there was a bill that week, I would just go and only put that much in, and I would use the cash for whatever else, which is also terrible, because I wasn't saving it. I was just budgeting out, and then there was not, like, I didn't have a savings envelope. So, like, I just had, like, extra and like that extra would sit in my wallet burn a hole and I'd spend it like I was super bad about it I think the tip is to keep it out of your wallet if you're going to do like if you're more paper even or like cash oriented I've seen creators on TikTok and other platforms where they have actual budget planner planners with those little envelopes Mm -hmm. built in so that they're labeled rent car whatever yes and you can then go in and take that full amount of your paycheck that you cash put all of them into the envelopes and then close that book and move it away so that it's not in your wallet because if it's in your wallet you're gonna be like I got the extra cash it's right. fine yeah absolutely I, I was guilty of that this week I had a lot of events to go to and of course that means there's a lot of eating out because I'm not home eating my food so eating out is another one when that's you're a beast. budgeting you need to budget for it you have to either budget for it or just know that you're not going to be able to do that as often yes Yeah, I have gotten to a point where when I first started this, I had, like, a no-zero budget. Like, there was, like, nothing. I was not allowed to eat out. I blew that out of the water by $150 that month. And I was like, okay, well, maybe we'll just increase it to the $150. And then it was, like, after I went back. And I want to say, like, for me, a good time frame is to go back and look at my last three months of, like, bills or my last three months of budgeting and kind of see. Because I use an app that helps me. This is not sponsored, but I do use Mint. I really like Mint. Um, it's a little wonky in ways, but it does have like pros and cons for sure. But I like mint because I can take and look at my last three months and be like, how, what was my spending, tr- like my, my trending spends for this month, for the last three months. Okay. I did do a lot of eating out, but what also was happening in the last three months? I had a graduation. I had somebody get a promotion. I had somebody, I had events, work events that like, obviously I have to eat out at. Like I had all a whole bunch of things like anniversaries, like all of this stuff where I was like, 
oh, okay, that's why I ate out a lot that I didn't have, like, I didn't, I didn't account for. So then I looked back and I was like, what is the average of this? And I was like, okay, average is roughly about $200 I spend in eating out. And that includes, I, that includes any alcohol that includes like stopping at the liquor store. Like I incorporate all of that into what I consider eating out. So like takeout, going to a restaurant, like I, I'm like, okay, roughly I need to budget like $200 a month for this because that's the reality of my situation right now. You know, maybe as time goes on, I'll be able to budget less. But right now, that's where we're at. It's also summer. It's better to allocate it, in my opinion, and have some leftover that you didn't spend than to not budget for it and then be like, oh my gosh, I spent like $300 because I went out to eat a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. And understanding that you may have months where you're eating at home the whole entire month and then where you have like all of those social events, maybe you're more stressed at work and you're just not feeling like grocery shopping and so you're going to have that going out, eating, takeout, delivery budget that you have that you can rely on. Absolutely. And I, like you have, you should allocate for it regardless. Like I, I didn't. And then when you look back at your budget, you're like, oh wow, I'm in the red. And it's like, that doesn't feel good. So like, how can I make sure that like I do better? So it was like, oh, okay, well now I can allocate, you know, $200. That's, that's a good average for me to allocate for, for eating out because there are days like when I, the weeks that I have my period, I am going to eat out more and I know that. And that's because I'm too tired to cook and I'm stressed at work because things are overwhelming. And I know that. So I know that there's always one week out of the month that I'm going to eat more out and that's okay. Like you just have to know yourself and know like what works for you and what doesn't. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I personally don't budget for eating out. I am the opposite of you, but I don't eat out a lot. Right. Um, so I usually do my budgeting around my groceries, which I'll talk about in a second. But for me, I usually know when, like, I have more social activities or I do have weeks where I just absolutely do not want to even enter a grocery store or think about planning all of that. So I'll do, like, delivery or pickup. Or if I do eat out, I'll be like, okay, well, my week's worth of food budget is now going to be my takeout budget. Absolutely. And I definitely I definitely look at that, too, when I look at my groceries. I'm like, okay, wait. So I spent $30 in groceries, but I spent $50 in foods so that's like a hundred dollars in groceries and I was like a hundred dollars in just the overall category of feeding myself Mm -hmm. and like keep that in mind too like there's a lot of stigma around like eating out when you're trying to be like financially savvy like that's not part of like a good budgeting system fuck that shit food is life you need it to survive so if you have to buy food out you have to buy food out and that is 100% okay I think even the most financially stable of people will still say that food is at least, like, 30%, if not higher, on the bills scale. Yeah. Like, feeding yourself, whether that's in-home, out-home, doesn't matter. It's just going to take up a lot because you should be eating three meals a day, whatever, snacks, everything. Like, yes. You have to sustain yourself. So, don't think of it as a bad thing because you're spending, like, oh, my gosh, I I spent $600 this month on food. Like, that's okay. Yeah, you, um, first of all, groceries are expensive, so is eating out. and Inflation. Yeah, like, food in general is just becoming expensive, so, like, you have to budget, and you have to budget appropriately, and, like, it is what it is. Like, my budget last month for the month of August, overall on food and groceries, was, like, $700. And I was like, okay, that's average. That's actually, like, that's $100 more than what I normally budget for food for the month. My budget for food for the month is 600 I spent 450 of that on groceries and I spent the other you know 350 or 200 on eating out and I was like you know what that's okay 
okay, that's roughly what I spend a month on food anyway at the grocery store. Now I've just allocated it in different ways. Like this is the grocery budget. This is the food, like the eating out budget. And they usually even out to be about 600 for the month, which is what I have allocated for the entire month for food. And you also allocate specifically for like Starbucks. I do. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I do. Because I know, especially right now, bitches, it is fall fucking season. Everybody's gonna be like, oh, this is a pumpkin spice bitch. No, bitch, I am an apple crisp motherfucker. So, like, I get myself, especially... I am an apple crisp motherfucker. I am an apple crisp motherfucker. Like, I love me that goddamn apple crisp macchiato. I pray for it. Like, when it goes out of style, do you know how many stores I'll go to and constantly ask for it? For, like, a month afterwards, I'm like, do you guys have apple crisp? Do you guys have apple crisp? Yeah, we do. We do. And they're like, we have a little bit more left. I'm like, oh, my God, I love you. Yes, give it to me. Please. I'm like, I know it's not on the menu, but do you have any more? Like, I am that bitch for fall. So, like, I allocated, now that fall has started and Apple Crisp is in season, I have allocated more money for Starbucks because I'm going to get it. Because I enjoy it. Because there was, the first half of this year, I barely ate Starbucks. I barely got Starbucks. Like, for the first four months of this year, I maybe got Starbucks, like, once every other week. Maybe once a month, even, to that point. And I was like, okay, I, I didn't have a budget for it then because none of the stuff at Starbucks interests me during that time but summer and fall forget it i am allocating for way more in starbucks because i thoroughly enjoy starbucks and you know what come for me i don't care i will be a white basic bitch i literally don't give a shit like i love it and i am okay with being that bitch like i think the biggest part of budgeting is it's identifying your lifestyle choices your spending habits and that's why when we talk about like Still in the food category, groceries. Oh my god, yeah. I have had a roller coaster of trying <laughs> to figure out how to budget for groceries because I freaking love food. <laughs> I love food. I love trying new things. I'm always trying to increase and like improve my cooking skills too. So I spend a lot of money on food, um, but I wasn't always the best at it. I was spending like three hundred dollars each grocery trip for just like two people, and that's. A little bit much. Yeah, it is. It is. And so I was also finding myself constantly having either too many leftovers or like over um, of produce and I was wasting it. And I was like, do I really want to be wasting food? Mm -hmm. And that was the first conversation I had with myself. And then what I did was I started planning my meals. So I'm a Pinterest person. So I use my no app. And I have dinner for the week and shopping list. Those are the two that I have. They're at the very top. And I write down all of the meals that I am thinking about for that week. Because I find when I plan my meals and I'm not being like, oh, I'm going to the grocery store either one, hungry, or two, just don't have a game plan. I'm not buying random ingredients that don't go together. I'm buying for the meals that I'm going to eat. Even if I don't eat some of those meals and I make something else like I have a plan in mind Mm -hmm. the other game changer which has really helped me use similar ingredients cross over I know I'm the person that like loves tapas like other like trying a little bit of everything because I want a little bit of everything you can still do that and just vary what the ingredients are like they're similar dishes Mm -hmm. that have the same ingredients but they could be totally different in the vibe yeah absolutely and using Use the ingredients you have at home because I'm a culprit of, like, being, like, well, like, I don't want that. But, like, I'm, like, but if I don't use it, it's going to go bad. So, like, okay, I have to find a way to get creative with making it something that I do want. Like, how can I eat the kimchi that I have in my fridge in seven days? hmm Oh, okay, well, I can make a lot of, like, Asian dishes. And there are so many different Asian dishes that kimchi goes with. So, like, 
You just got to get creative. It sounds counterproductive, but one of my tips is honestly to just not go grocery shopping one week and use whatever food. When you're at the bottom of the barrel, that is when you are at your most creative and you are just going to be like, okay, I've got kale, I've got noodles, and uh, I think I've got some chicken broth. What can I make? And you're like, I'm going to have some ramen tonight. Yeah. (laughs) And you're just going to have and be able to do that. And so that also helps you when you're planning your meals. Absolutely. And having that overlap of ingredients. So So I have a question for you around groceries because I do this, but I'm curious if you do. So for myself, what I do is there's one big grocery haul every month. And that's where I buy all of my quote unquote meat or like my expensive items. So like one week out of the month and it falls on the third week because it's right before my big budget weeks and it's right after my like, eh, okay, there's kind of some big bills in there. So it's the third week of every month uh, when I go grocery shopping, I buy all of my tofu, my my beef, quote unquote, and my impossible meats, my any frozen sort of like things I want to make sure that I have for work in case I'm like, oh, like I forgot food. I forgot my lunch at home today. I have, we have a fridge at work. So I put stuff in the freezer just so I have it. Um, impossible patties, uh, sausage, like any of that sort of stuff. Like, do you have a week out of your month grocery shopping wise that you spend big? No, not typically. So nowadays, now that I've gotten things under control, my budget is under $200 for that week. And I usually try to have that overlap so that it's more like a week and a half. Mm -hmm. Um, I do have that like one trip where I typically spend a little bit more yeah. just because I'm buying like hand soap, paper towels, um, you know, like shampoo, body wash, like my makeup, whatever that is where I spend a little Ooh. bit more. So you incorporate your makeup into your grocery bill? Sometimes because I can pick up certain like facial cleansers and yeah. stuff at the store okay. that I shop at. Fair. Um, even if it's just like deodorant, like you're not going to buy deodorant every week no. or once a month even, but yeah. you're going to have that... I usually have that period where, oh, everything's starting to run low. <laughs> I, that's what happened with me last week, which is why I was like, I'm just going to splurge on it all and go buy it. It's fine. I had extra money this week. I just do it. Yes, but I do try to plan ahead because I check that stuff yeah. on a weekly basis. So I'll be like, okay, I know I'm running low of this. Let's bump up and get a little bit extra of like food-wise the, the trip before. And then I still stay in budget just buying less food and more like of those products yeah so that's what I use I don't I try to stay under the 200 and most of the time I'm pretty successful yeah so I know for me I've been doing the that girl but on a budget that's kind of what I've been calling it lately so I go grocery shopping at Market Basket that is my that is my grocery spot like now like I it is hectic and chaotic and not always everything it's I need the is only there. reason I don't walk in there I know and a lot of people say that they're like no I will pay the extra money to go to stop and shop where everything is in order and it's not stressful and I get it like I totally understand, and there are weeks where I'm like, I mentally cannot handle walking in a grocery store, so I'm doing a Walmart order or a Stop and Shop order, so I can just pick it up, and I don't even have to think twice about it. So I've done that. I've been there. But I definitely lately have been on the that girl but on a budget going into Market Basket, and I go Wednesday night. That's my night now. I go Wednesday night. It's payday. I go Wednesday night. I make my list. I walk in after work, and it's not that busy versus, like, the rest of the week, wild. Like, I tried to go in there on a Sunday worst idea of my life. I was like, there is no room in any of these aisles. But I, for the most part, and also while I walk through the grocery store, I have my calculator out and anything that gets added to my cart, I add to the calculator. So that way I have a rough idea when I walk up to the checkout, what I'm going to spend. And if I've overhit my budget, 
You're very analytical. I am okay. super analytical about it recently. I either have, when I pick up, I do, like, stop and shop pickup, mm-hmm. where I can see the total before I check out. Yes. So I'm, I'm like, okay, we're under budget. Or I've actually just gotten really used to what the grocery cart looks like, and I can tell you on any given time how much roughly. it's roughly going to be. Right. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm also very produce heavy, so, like, I mm-hmm. know what my basics are. I buy a lot of drinks. That's, like, half the cart, and then the other half is all of, like, the healthy produce, fruits, and veg, because I'm very from scratch, because I'm trying to improve my cooking skills. Right. And so, like, knowing what that is, and then maybe, like, some toilet paper underneath. Yeah. Like, that, I'm like, okay, that's definitely under 200. We're good. Yeah, I can, for the most part, I can look at it, and there are definitely weeks that I am like, oh, shit, I'm, like, halfway through grocery shopping, and I didn't put this cart together, and I'm like, okay, well, we'll just do the rest, and then I'll, like figure out I can like roughly look at it and sometimes especially shopping at market basket now because I've been so used to shopping at Walmart and stop and shop those are a little bit heavier in pricing like there's more prices so when I go to market basket my pricing's been so off I like I'm like oh this is easily gonna be like a $150 trip I'm like oh god I'm like that's definitely hitting like the max budget for this week and I was like shit I was like that means no eating out this week you have to cook like bitch you have to cook and then I'm like I get there, and we get to the checkout counter, and I'm like, oh, it's going to be $95. And I was like, I look at everything, and I was like, did they scan everything? Did I miss something in my cart? And I'm like, no. And I was like, listen, this may be kind of stressful and anxiety-inducing, and my cortisol levels are up, yes, but, like, to save almost $50 for this week, totally worth it right now. (laughs) That's the phase of my life I'm in. At one point, I won't have to be here, and that is okay, but right now, this is where we're at. Yeah. So I just do that. Like There was a time when I was shopping multiple stores. Mm-hmm. I was, like, going to Stop a Shop, sometimes going to Shaw, sometimes going to, like, Trukies or Market Basket, like, whatever was floating my boat. Yeah. But I found myself spending more money personally yeah, than, like, saving. Yeah, because there's, like, always these one kitschy items that are only oh, at this store. Yeah, of course. So, and, and obviously you and I love trying things, so we just, we're going to be those people that buy it. Yeah, of course. But I think we've had some great tips for budgeting. Yeah. It's going to look different for everybody. 100%. My last tip that I want to just remind everybody about is that even though you were trying to decrease your spending overall and you could sometimes feel like you're like, they're really stingy or just like, oh, I've spent, a, I'm saving for the good, but also I'm just like feeling some type of way because I haven't spent anything. Remember that it's important to treat yourself. Mm-hmm. Even if it is that little bit of Starbucks coffee, sometimes I go once a week and I'm like, I just need a little, just a little coffee mm-hmm. or like that little thing at Target mm-hmm. in the dollar section, like yeah. whatever it is, you can also use it for like hitting goals. Hey, I saved $300 this month. Let me go buy something for like, you know, put a budget on that if you want to under 50, under 25, yes. whatever it is, go get that Louis Vuitton purse. Cause you saved a thousand dollars like whatever it is you need to treat yourself because if you are constantly just in that rut of i can't spend any money you are going to then overspend and i've done that too Mm -hmm. where i just absolutely blow all of my budgeting out of the water and then i counteract everything that i've just done where oh i saved five hundred dollars this month (laughs) haha i just spent six (laughs) yeah absolutely and i i am right there with you i've done that more than once and I don't know. That was weird. It's fully plugged in. You saw that, right? I did see that. Please, baby. No, I I know I was talking about a new one, but it's going to be a while, okay? I promise. I'm not going to get rid of you. I love you. We love you, though. We really love you, okay? Like, don't don't play. Please, for the love of God, don't play. Good day. I'll be, like, my electricity or something. Okay. Well, don't like that. <laughs> do you remember your thought? No, I do. Hold on. Give me a second. 
talking about treating yourself and if you're oh. over stingy. Yeah. So I've definitely done that. I've blown myself out of the water because I was so stingy. So I started studying. I started doing that, like setting goals for myself. Like I signed my first client. I told myself when I sign my first client, I'm going to go get the Starbucks cup I really want. So I did that. And then another thing that I did was um, I was like, once I pay off all of my debt, that's anything other than um, like student loans, car loan, a house or whatever, I'm going to buy whatever I want, like whatever, literally there is a no spend budget once I hit this. And I did that and I did, I gave myself a no spend budget. I bought a new chair. I bought a new bag. I bought some more clothes. I bought Starbucks. I bought new face creams and face stuff. I had a no budget. I told myself I'm going to whatever's left over. That's what the budget is. Mm -hmm. And I had like an extra 500 left over once I spent that stuff. So I was like, okay, 500 is my budget. If I blow the whole thing, great. I didn't, I spent like 450 of it and I still had 50 left over but I just gave myself that leg room to do what I needed to do to reward myself. And sometimes you do just set a limit of like, oh, this is the thing I'm rewarding myself with. And that's fine. Or you can just be like, no, whatever I want is what I'm going to get after this because I worked really hard for the last three months to do this on a no spend type of budget other than like basic necessities. So I'm going to spend whatever the fuck I want for three weeks yeah. of that savings. Budget in your self-care, your treat to yourself. I get a facial every so often. Mm-hmm. I budget that in every other month. And I'm like, okay, that's where that $70 is going towards. Yep. I know for myself, I just want to touch on two other uh, types of budgeting is like the zero-based budgeting and line item budgeting. I don't really like either one of these, especially the zero-based budgeting. This is like this to me feels unrealistic. So the zero-based budgeting is supposed to get your bank account to zero, which means that all of your money is allotted for. So all of it either is in savings. Yeah, right. This is giving me the face of like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. So this is why I don't like this one, but it also is basically like right before payday, you should be at zero, meaning that like between the time that you transfer all of your stuff to savings, investments, all your bills are paid, groceries are paid, your gas tank's full, your rent's due, like all of that on that last day before you get paid, everything should be at zero. And I'm like, okay, I understand that. But there are times where bills are going to hit that day before pay, like they're going to hit on payday. And for me, I don't, my payday doesn't hit my account sometimes until like 10 or 11 in the morning. Sometimes it's there at midnight. Sometimes it doesn't hit till 10 or 11. And at 11 o'clock, there's already a bill that's been due. Yeah. So I can't, I can't budget that same way. So this is why I don't necessarily like this one and can be, this to me feels very stressful uh, and feels like overdrafting and things of that nature. So I don't love it. I would be cautious with that one, especially if you are the person that has like auto payments. Like I have, I try to limit them. I really don't like auto pay. I have it for my car insurance. I think that's about it. Oh, I have, but, I'm the bitch that everything is on auto pay. I have car insurance and then like my subscription. So like Netflix, Hulu, um, Kindle, whatever oh, yeah, else. Oh no, like Those, all of my credit cards, everything. Because if I don't, if, if it's not on auto pay, I'm going to forget to pay it. Just genuinely, I'm going to forget to I pay it. I don't like auto pay because sometimes they're, uh, we were just talking about, there's, there's four weeks versus five weeks in some months. And sometimes I like to be able to jump ahead two weeks and and be paid and some weeks I'm like that's really tight I don't think I can pay that this week Mm -hmm. and so I like that flexibility for myself yeah but those auto payments can really screw you in the overdraft fees if you do something like the zero balance zero balance it's zero based budgeting zero based budgeting yeah it's so just be cautious with those yeah I don't like that one the line on a budgeting is very much like we talked about this before is like basically having an excel or a google sheet or like a checkbook and just like line by line by line 
everything that you've ever spent is in there and you see where all of your cash flow is. I think that's great for some people. I used to be like that. I used to put it all into like an Excel spreadsheet, a Google sheet, and then it would like formulate into a pie chart, which was so cool to look at. I was like, oh, I get this pretty pie chart when I'm done. But I got to a point where I outgrew that because it felt like so much work. Yeah. It felt like a, a checkbook. And I was like, I could just balance a checkbook at this point. That's what I, I don't really like. It was cool to see my spending habits in that like pie chart, yeah. but I don't need to see it all the time, especially because... I mean, we've been doing this for, like, 10-plus years now. I've kind of gotten a handle on it. So I usually do that maybe once a year, every six months, whatever yeah. year. Find a time frame where you just sit down and you write all of the bills, all of the subscriptions, because it's good to see what you can cut. You can be like, oh, wow, I didn't realize that I was still paying for that gym membership I don't freaking use. Right. Like, let me cut that. I just cut, what was it, Kindle or Audible so, because I was had both, and I was like, "Why am I using both? I only use this more than the other one." Yeah. So I cut what I could for subscriptions, and that's again saving your money. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you. I do the every like six months, or when there's like a new promotion or a new job or something like that, I'll go in, and after I get like my first like month of paychecks, I'm like, "Okay, this is roughly what." the rest of the time in this position is going to look like so I can budget appropriately, do the line item, see it all out, get the cute pie chart and go, all right, so that's cool. And it does give you that perspective of like, oh shit, I totally forgot. Like I got all these fucking bills I'm not even using. Like I barely use Disney Plus, but it's part of my Verizon package. So I just left it in there. And guess what? I gave it out to a whole bunch of people and all those people use it. So I'm just like, you guys enjoy the shit out of that. I don't watch TV that much, but I'm glad somebody can use it because what the fuck am I paying for? Like, so like, yeah, absolutely. I, I definitely like that tip of going through a couple times a year to just take a look at it. I was literally paying for my, my gym membership, like 20 bucks. I had the premium membership too. 20 bucks a month for like a full two, three years. And I just never went. And I was like, why am I still paying for this? Yeah. And the only thing that was actually stopping me is because I had to go into that gym. Yeah. And sometimes <laughs> it's so out of the way because you've moved or whatever. And yeah, That's absolutely. exactly what happened. Yep. I get it. I so get it. I definitely have done that before. So yeah, just, you know, be, I think taking the time to sit down and really see your budget out on paper once a year, once every six months is probably smart. At least I know it works for us. Clearly. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, you want to take a short break and then we'll jump back into planning? Hell yeah. All right, guys, welcome back. We're going to jump right into planning. We kind of really wrapped up budgeting right before the break. I feel like we kind of went on a really long tangent about budgeting. That's just kind of like where we're at, I feel like. so. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we're just all about planning, financial freedom. Right. Plus, it's just a big portion of our lives. Like, we do it again once a week, so... Yeah, there's a, this is capitalism, so yeah, we kind of have to. Um, but yeah, so let's jump into planning. Um, do you want to take us away with some long-term planning? Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. So you kind of have to start off with what's your objective, what's your goal for your future. I am not a future planner, but that is... I was just about to say, this is such a weird take for you to do future planning, because I'm like, bitch, who are you? What do you mean, future planning? I'm not in the future being like, I'm going to be doing X, Y, and Z when I'm X age. Like, I'm not on that track. But what I am about is my long-term planning for my future retirement, Mm. um, just being able to support myself long-term. So thank you, Dad. 
number one, um, really instilled early when I started working that I needed to establish a 401k, utilize my health benefits, and really try to get into investments. Mm -hmm. So those are my main tips for your retirement. Utilize all the benefits that you have at your job. If your job offers health insurance, like mine offers free vision, I they also Same. offer an HSA. An HSA is something that people don't know enough about. I wish they did. Um, we actually just enrolled it in our current workplace, and the number of people that enrolled in this thing not knowing anything about it. Um, so uh, it's a health savings account. Mm -hmm. It's a savings account, which is what's great about it. And so what happens is you... Does it have an interest rate, too, and all that stuff, or no? No. it's It's got... It's tax-free... Um, no, I mean, like, basic savings accounts usually have, like, a 0.01% Yes, you are building interest. You okay. are building interest. Cool. Um, but you're pretty much accruing, you're allotting some portion of your paycheck each week, pay period, into that account. You can use it for health costs. You know, if you go to the doctor, you have an x-ray. So, usually when you get an HSA, it is with a high deductible mm -hmm. plan. So, I... My plan specifically is a $2,000 deductible. So I have to pay out of pocket $2,000 before my health insurance even kicks in. Yeah. But with the HSA, I'm accruing a certain amount and adding to my savings account, which is not only getting interest, it's tax-free, and I can also leave with it. If I ever left my company, it would then roll over into something similar to an IRA. Mm hmm And then I can just, again, use it. Yeah. For anything. And... There's also some benefits where if you hit a certain amount, mine in specific is $3,000, and then I can start investing that money into other things and yeah. stocks, which is even better. So there's so many advantages to an HSA. Um, there's also what's called an F FSA, but I would not recommend. Mm -mm. It's usually a flexible spending account, yeah. and those types don't roll over where your HSA is a savings account and it will roll over at the end of the month. If you have an FSA, you will only be able to spend it that year and then it nothing rolls over. So if you don't use it, you lose it. Yeah, I don't love that whatsoever. Yeah, if your company also offers 401k with matching, definitely utilize it. The earlier, the better you start a 401k. It's very easy. There's usually a pamphlet that you get, it, depending on your age mm -hmm. and when you plan to retire. There's a plan for that, and it'll you'll be more risky when you're younger, and then yes. it will eventually go into, when you're getting closer to retirement, a less risky um, investments yes. for your 401k, and you contribute to it. The sooner, the better on that one. Like, and highlight that you should, the sooner the better you can start a 401k and a retirement plan the better yeah and you should always match what your employer is going to match so if they match like two percent automatically do two percent because that's a hundred percent return on investment so my employer matches four percent so i automatically put four percent in does it feel like a lot when you first do it yeah because you're like wow my paycheck is so much less but it's not about right now it is really about your, that long-term investment if you can do they say roughly in your 20s, you should probably do about 10% into your 401k, which is a lot for some people. Yeah, it is. And, and if you can't afford it, that is okay. Like, if you can't match, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Even if you can put, like, say you look at your monthly bills and you can do $25 or even 50 Like, 
all of that contributes, but it's more about having the 401k sooner rather than later because the difference between having a 401k in your 20s versus when you open it up in, in your 30s is huge. Like when you look at their numbers, you could be making less than a million if you open it in your 30s, but you could have over a million dollars for your retirement fund if you opened it in your 20s. Yeah. I opened mine when I was 18 and it's the best thing that I ever did. I was going to say my spouse did the same thing and he ended up pulling from his 401k to pay off student loans, but that's so he can for the next year after the student loans are paid off, put what he was putting towards the student loans into that account and not even think about it because it still is basically part of his income. And then that way, and he was like, if I left that in there, I would be on track to, I could retire by 45 and have money for the rest of my life just for myself. He was like, that's not including spouses, kids, anything like that. But that would have been me being able to just retire at 45 and be like, peace, I'm good. I don't have to work another day in my life. And I was like, damn. I was like, he was like, well, yeah, I started when I was 18 and got my first job. Like, and I was like, Mm, that makes sense. And I'm, I didn't start until uh, this year. Like I'm 27. That's going to be a huge difference in comparison to his versus mine, like at the end of it all. But you know, my hope is with our, my next promotion is I'm going to bump that up to 10%. That is, that is my goal. And so that way I basically don't even see a pay differential, like basically pay increase because I'm okay living on the paycheck that I have right now. And that's fine. And I will just roll with that. But I definitely agree that earlier, the better and the more, the better. Yeah. Another tip is open an, a Roth IRA. Any savings account that you can have high yield, like it's mm -hmm. going to yield more, mm -hmm. is going to be better for you. So some type of IRA, Roth is just what's recommended. Mm -hmm. um, or a high yield savings account. Those are That's another option. Um, those are a little different. Those are really flexible, like the high yield portion. Like um, I just had a friend at work tell me that hers was before the pandemic was up to like almost 10%. And then when the pandemic hit, it is now down at four and a half percent. So like those fluctuate a lot, but that's four and a half percent is still more than any other savings account. Yeah. Like you normal savings account, I think it's like usually like one to 2%. It's if not a lot. Yeah. And you're getting like maybe cents mm -hmm. by, by the end of the year, you've gotten like 25 cents. Mm -hmm. Where a high yield savings, if you're at that four or 5% is going to be so much better and, and saving and especially you depending and on how much money. Yeah. And especially depending on how much you put in each week or each month, you know, by the end of the year, how much have you put in there that can yield you that four and a half percent? Yep. My, so, yeah. my last one for retirement is definitely the investments. Um, investments. I did not think that this was going to be my bag. <laughs> Honestly, I was no, like, we got into me, it during COVID. <laughs> an investor. What the heck? No way. But Thankfully, again, with my dad and my stepmom, they gave me some good tips. And, you know, having some types of investments is only going to help you long term. You kind of have to, like, unless you plan on being a day trader, <laughs> you just kind of want to purchase the investment and then just not even look at it. Yep. And my recommendation, if you're first starting out, is to look at what you're already using. What are mm -hmm. you purchasing? What are you interested in? Brands you like? Look into those stocks. Yep, 100%. That's or the way I did it. invest into the S&P 500. Or um, you can invest. One way to invest, I know, is by doing, um, like, based on, like, e I think they're called ETF funds. So it's so it, you're picking ETF funds. So you, like, pick a category as if it's, like, environmentally friendly. So it's all companies that are doing their best to reduce their carbon footprint. And you invest 20% into that ETF fund, and it divides that among all of those ETF funds. So it's you're, you're investing in multiple things that you feel morally correct about. Yeah, um, and you can... 
you may not know now, but like even um, I was just speaking with someone and they were saying how they have stocks in Microsoft and and Disney when they first started out. Yeah. And now you think about Disney and Microsoft, they're so huge. But she was buying it for pennies on the stock. Like that's why I'm investing in psychedelic stocks right now. Like that is my bag right now. And I was like, and my spouse is like, what are you doing that for? I was like, oh baby, you don't know. I was like, if you would have invested in cannabis industry mm-hmm. five years ago, those stocks are now hundreds of dollars. Yeah. But if you do penny stocks and you just sit on those for the next 20 years, baby, that's your bag. Yeah. And right now, that's my bag because I can only afford to do a couple pennies. So I do like $30 here, $30 there on like different psychedelics. And I'm like, bro, that $30 is about to make me 100000 in a few fucking years. And I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with spending 30 now to get 100000 later. And that's okay. Like, you have to think long term. That's all I did. I took, like, $10, $15. Like, that's not a lot in my book. That's, like, a couple of drinks that's, and, like, a meal. And like, now it's a drink. $10 is, like, a drink out. Like, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You just take that money, coffee. throw it in a couple of stocks, and just forget about it. Mm-hmm. I did that, and I... Honestly, I can say that, like, I'm kind of kicking myself in the ass for taking out all of my stocks that I had at the beginning of this year, but I also know that, like, I got out right before everything dipped, but that's the stock market, right? It's going to dip and it's going to come back, so you have to play the long-term game. Don't get nervous when your stocks dive bomb. They're going to. They go through those phases, so. Um, Do you have any other long-term saving tips for us? I think mine's mostly for retirement. Okay. That's, like, my number one in my, I think, future. Yeah. Um, I think the other one is for things like traveling, luxury items, Mm. uh, anything you want to really, like, save for that you may not be able to do short term. And honestly, a lot of our budgeting tips do apply there. Utilizing the envelope technique, putting money away. Um, But I also think that you have to plan your trips. If you're, like, especially for traveling, like, find... I like the flying by the seat of my pants on traveling. I love flying by the seat of my pants, but... So I usually just look for a flight that... And go. Yeah, like, whatever the cheapest flight is to wherever place, and then being like, all right, I'm going to plan my trip around that flight. Yeah. Yeah, I used to do that a lot, or, like, I would just be like, yeah, I need a weekend away. Oh, oh, I have I have 40 hours stashed. That's supposed to be, like, my sick time that I've accrued because I work 80-hour work weeks. Awesome. I... I'm going to take the next week off and I'm going to Delaware. So I'll be back. And they're like, Delaware? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to go. And I took like a four-day weekend and went to Delaware. Came back, worked my four-day work week. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, great. That was fun. Yeah. Seven-hour drive. Spent it in a nice little farm cabin. And that was that. And I was like, happy as a fucking clam for four days by myself. And I was like, I needed that. Like, sometimes you also need to, like, budget for the things that you know you're going to need. Like, if you're someone who needs to just, like, get away budget for that plan for it like you were that person I am that yeah. person I am definitely it's a weekend person. vacation or it's like six months from now we're already planning a 2023 trip yeah we here. are <laughs> you know like knowing the time frame of when you kind of want to go and then being able to budget oh well I have 12 months before I am going on this trip how can I break down the 12 months yeah and, and what, then how what, much do I need to what go? is it yeah what am I going to need what is it going to look like what are the activities I want to do I'm not the person that wants to plan everything. I like some flexibility. I think it just helps keep the flow of a trip. Yeah. So I always try to plan a few things. It's usually like if I'm going for seven days, I will plan three things. 
that gives me the two bookend days, the day that I get there and the day that I'm leaving to relax, chill, just enjoy my last few moments or enjoy my first few moments. And then it's like, there's like three other things that are happening in that time frame. Like, and I don't want them all back to back because I want to be able to like go to this activity and go get some food and enjoy the culture and go wander and like all of that. So yeah, I, I love that. <laughs> I'm all for that. I'm so glad we are very similar when it comes to traveling because oh, otherwise yeah, we're have a great traveling would be a bear. Um, <laughs> but I think, you know, we're talking, our trip is out of the state. So we have to look at what are what are regulations? Do we need a passport? Passports, you know, are there, is there any other documentation we need and like all of that sort of stuff? So, um, yeah, I definitely agree that like you gotta plan a little bit, but you gotta fly by the seat of your pants sometimes. Yeah, but just at least knowing kind of the rough outline of what you plan to do, whether like I said, that's traveling or you want like a really nice handbag or yeah. a nice car like you can plan all of that and just see the time frame the time frame is always helpful okay I have six months until I want to get a new car like my car is going to break down how much do I need to have each month how much do I have to have each week whatever yeah. works for you mm-hmm. and then budget around it you may only be putting away ten dollars yeah and that's totally fine you can and be also- putting away 50 and that's cool too like Whatever's going to work for you, it's still heading towards that goal. Yeah, absolutely. And also, like, I know for myself, when I'm planning for vacations, I always talk to people that may have already gone on that vacation or gone to a place like that and been like, hey, what do you, like, what was your anticipated spend going? So, like, going to Las Vegas last year, I was like, uh, what is the anticipated spending? Like, how much do we need to bring? And my spouse was like, well, since, you know, I, I got the flights in the hotel, like, can you just play, pay for food and any activities and I was like okay so like you gotta give me a number like I've never been to Vegas like I don't know how expensive things are he was like if you plan for roughly about a thousand dollars for the week that's fine we usually buy food and drinks for the hotel and we just have snacks and we have we drink at the hotel for a while by the pool that sort of stuff so like if you if you budget about a thousand dollars for the trip you should be fine I still I budgeted for I got to 800 before we left and I still came home with 150 dollars So, like, I was able to spend what I needed to. And this time, I was like, okay, if I want to get to about, roughly, I wanted to go with more than I went with last year. So, I was like, okay, I want to go with 400 more. So, that way, like, I can really start paying for a lot of the food where we went out. He paid for the food to go out, and I paid for the food, like, the groceries and the the drinks and things like that. So, I was like, this time, I want to be able to, like, hey, we're going to go to this restaurant because I want to go to this restaurant, and I'm going to pay. So, I was like, okay, I wanted to bring 1,200 this year. I'm on track to take almost 1500 with me. That's great. <laughs> yeah. So like it's budgeting and figuring out and doing research. So like if you don't have somebody that's been to that location, plan to research, like plan to do your due diligence yeah. and just know like, okay, this is roughly how much I'll need to go to this place on this vacation. And places are very different. And you talk about cost. I mean, it is between staying somewhere in New England versus like in the mid Midwest. Midwest. <laughs> totally different. <laughs> totally Like, if different. I'm going to go to California, I'm definitely bringing more money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, like, you know, if I'm going to go stay, and this is the difference between, like, taking a mountain vacation versus taking a city vacation. Like, your city vacation is probably going to be a little bit more spendy, where your mountain vacation is going to be much more relaxy. It's going to be all kind of, like, at in one small location, and the prices may not be as high as going to a big city. So you have to, like, account for those things. Yeah. And then you have other types of saving planning where you might want to be buying a home yeah and then you have to look at again budgeting 
how many people are there? Is it one? Is it two? Is it more than that? Are you guys sharing a home? Like, what is that going to entail? How much are you going to want for real estate taxes, home mm-hmm. inspections, um, interior decorating, doing any renovations? Those are all things that you should lay out and try to get some type of timeline and budget on so that you're able to afford it. How much is the the mortgage going to be versus how much is the down payment going to be? How much do you need to have an escrow? All of those things you need to look at. I think along any of the planning ideals is just knowing what you're walking into or having an idea is a very good start. Then you bring in your budgeting tips to try to get to that goal. Yeah, absolutely. You want to talk about short-term planning? Sure. So I am weirdly enough, taking on short-term planning, especially more recently. Um, and I know I've been doing it in the the budgeting and, and the financial aspects, but I've been doing it in other things like my meal prepping, my, okay, this is roughly how I would like my work week to go. This is what has to be done on these days. And this is what's kind of flexible to be done on these days. Like all of that short-term planning helps me really get a grip on like where my mental energy is at. And I think right now that's something that's super important to me. So like being able to do the short-term budgeting of like, okay, I know every week I'm putting away a hundred dollars. I know I'm planning for the fact that I want to pay off this bill. So how do I plan for that? How do I make sure that I'm taking the necessary steps? I'm not overspending. I'm not overdrafting my account and doing all these things that are going to, you know, kind of set me back. Um, and so I like to go into the week and Sunday is my plan day. I sit down Sunday night and I plan anything that may possibly come up for the week which is so strange because I'm not normally that person I was literally like I'm the planner over here and you're over here planning your entire week where I'm like let's just fuck it whoa let's just go with the flow yeah so I am I like recently I got a new planner so I sit down at the beginning of every week and I write down like usually there's like five categories in my planning now there's my skincare routine because I've been doing the new skin cycling, so, like, I'm trying oh, to figure out, like... You. I know, I don't even know who the fuck I am anymore. It's weird. It's fine. I like it, so I'm just going with it. And, like, honestly, my skincare routine at night is the one thing that helps me go to bed. I have grown up as an insomniac almost my entire life, and only in the last year have I been able to get eight hours of sleep consistently. That's so exciting to hear. I remember when you didn't have a skincare routine. <laughs> I didn't have a skincare routine. I didn't have a sleeping schedule. Like, I had none of these things. Like, none of these things. So... I really sit down and I'm like, okay, this is retinal night. This is toner night. This is, this is recovery, 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 toner, retinal, recovery, recovery. And I write it down. So that way I have like a, Hey, I don't even know what I did yesterday. Like I know I did my skincare, but I don't know what I did. So like, let's go look in the planner. Um, and I like writing it down cause I like, it sticks in my brain. So when I write it down, it's there. I'm a journaling person. So that's out along the track. Um, but I definitely have started to add it into a calendar that is actually a sauna. That is one of my planning time tracking tools almost in a way. Um, that's much more like business oriented, but I've started to break it down into also like a personal category, a business and like a client category. So that way, like I can go in and it's not just all in one section. It's like very Mm -hmm. planned out in in different ways. So I've started to kind of roll and, and move some things into that so I can just get a like notification that's like hey by the way don't forget you kind of have to do this thing this week or it like gives me like a hey this is like your week ahead which is something that I love I'm like oh it's my week ahead I'm like cool it comes on on Tuesdays I have it set and I'm like oh okay it's gonna be a stressful week or I'm like oh I can breathe this week that's cool I like that 
So I sit down, I do the retinol, the, the, the skin cycling, I write it out. I write down my microdosing schedule. Um, I write down my meal prepping and then anything like business wise that I might have going on in personal, like events wise going on. Like I'm like, okay, my client absolutely needs X, Y, and Z done. So I have to plan that I'm going to write everything this night. I'm going to edit things this night and I'm going to send for, you know, approval on this night. So that way that gives me an idea of what my workload is, not just at, in my work day at my nine to five, but also when I come home and have the business stuff I have to do. I know for myself, I love, like, I love the Asana. I love putting all of that stuff in there and really like getting in the nitty gritty of like visually seeing all of the tasks I have to do, or even all of the plans that I have for the week. So like, obviously this week I had three events pop up on my calendar, like this, that entire list went out the fucking water. When I sat down yesterday and like started moving things from like, okay, due date was Tuesday. Well, that didn't happen. I had a company event and then I had coaching calls. So that didn't happen. Move that over here to Friday or move that over here to today. So Saturday. And I was like, okay, we also had to do these other things. Okay. Move all of that to Saturday. Move oh, Wednesday. Well, we had a baseball game. So that was super last minute. That didn't happen. Move it all over here. And I was like, Okay, then Thursday got invited to a networking event for my job and I was like, well, I can't miss out on that. You know, that's a good opportunity. And I was like, okay, move all of these things. I looked at Saturdays. I had 19 tasks to do on Saturday. I was like, bruh, 19. I was like, I think I have mental capacity for five. Five. I'm going to say five. realistic. I'm like, that is very realistic. I was like, because a lot of the things were like big ticket items. So I was like, okay. And that's the other thing. Like seeing it on a task list. Lisk. Seeing it on a task list that I can move around is a lot better than putting it on paper and having to be like, oh, this goes here. This is this is one. This is five. This is six. This is seven. Like doing it that way has gotten almost nerve wracking and anxiety inducing for me. I think that's why I don't have a planner. Like I bought planners in the past and best intentions to use them. And then I find I just don't use them because like scribbling out like, oh, I was supposed to do this today, but I didn't do it today. Mm -hmm. And then moving to due date, like, I very much live digitally, and mm -hmm. I like that. I actually use, the only time I'm planning, is at work. They have the Outlook calendar, and I love that they added a board section. Mm -hmm. um, so I have, I now have two boards because I just changed roles. So I had my administrative assistant role mm -hmm. and that board with all of the calendars so I could see my boss's schedules. I had my to-do list. I had like the weather, the time. I had my goals at the top with the dates counting down and I'd turn them like either yellow, red, green if I was good mm -hmm. um, or getting closer to. And now I have one for uh, the new role that I have and so I have, again, the calendar and my to-do list. Then I have, like, random notes. I have, you know, I can pull emails over and add them to the collection for follow-up. Like, it really helps. You can change the due dates. It's so easy. And I'm just like, I love this. Mm -hmm. The board thing is great for me. I yeah. really like that. And that's part of Asana. So part of Asana, you can make lists. You can make boards. You can make calendars. Um, I forget some of the other things. There's other features, but I am just upgraded. So I'm just learning about all of these extra features. And I was like, I like, I use the boards when it comes to content calendars, because then it's like a to do research where it needs to go, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, it's there. I move it to that. And then I like move it into, um, whether it needs to be edited or needs graphics made, and then I move it to the done list. So like it's posted or it's scheduled. Um, so that way I can visually see 
how much content I have, what's in the works, and what needs to be like actually delivered out um, and, and to where. It gives me that good perspective for the boards. But like when it comes to tasks specific, I like looking at just like my to-do list, my tasks, and it gives me literally every task that I have. And if it has a due date, it's all right there as to like, this is for this company, this is for this like project specific, this is this project specific, and these are all the due dates. And it puts it like in order. And you can change whether it's by order, you can change whether by priority, you can change it to make it see, so you can see when the task was created. So you can be like, how behind am I really on this thing? <laughs> so that's why I really like Asana. And then it's got the calendar. So like when I put the bills in, you can just see it on the calendar. I'm like, yep, all the bills are right there on the calendar. They're good. I don't have to even like think twice about it. And then I'm like, this is so nice. I'm like, I love this shit. I like having the shared calendar for Google Calendar specifically because I like that one for like my spouse because we two different lives. So I get to see like, oh, there's this going on. There's this. We have this appointment, this appointment, that appointment, whatever. And then, oh, we've got plans with these people. Oh, we've got plans with this person. And it just goes in the calendar to be able to be like, oh, they're unavailable tonight. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you brought like the partner planning up. And that is, I love that because sometimes if you want to be more paper, you just pull out a calendar template or maybe you have a cork board, whiteboard, whatever, magnets on the fridge. And you can just go through and you can write in all of the shifts that you have between yeah. the two of you, all of, you know, any date nights that you want to write down or kids' soccer games or gymnastics, say, yeah. like whatever you have to do. And that whole, maybe you write down your food for the week too, like what meals or what day. So right. you guys are all on the same calendar and all on the same schedule so that you guys can integrate and just flow better. Like, yes. that's what I find. I don't think you should plan everything. No. But planning is so important when you're just trying to run things smoothly it should make you feel more at ease more calm like planning should not stress you out mm -mm. and that's why I always say you have to find something that works for you it's all going to look different for everybody but whatever works for you and making you feel more at ease because if you can prioritize easily if you can see what's right in front of your face what's happening in the you know, days ahead, yep. you're just going to feel more relaxed and be like, I can take on this. It doesn't feel like such a large task. Yeah. And then it also kind of, not that this should be the priority, but it does kind of almost help eliminate that over communication mm. of like, you know, your spouse texting you what's for dinner. Go look at the board. I've already mapped out what's for dinner for the week. Like all of the, uh, everything is bought. It's in the fridge. Just go make fucking dinner. Like you don't have to have that extra almost mental load like I guess it's more like it's not the over communication but it's carrying the mental load when you have oh two gosh, people yeah. doing like planning together the mental load goes out the window as to who's covering what because when something doesn't fall through you have to work late because a project just got thrown on your plate and they need they need help wrapping this project up so you're working late well now your spouse doesn't have to text you and bug you and call you and be like hey what what kid am I picking up where do I need to call grandma to help them pick this kid up like what do we what are we doing for dinner tonight like it's planned. And if if the plan goes a little haywire, like somebody having to work late, you don't have to call and be like, I have no idea which kid I'm getting. Like, where are my kids? Like, it's all in the calendar. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you know when Billy Joe's volcano project needs to get done by. Yeah, absolutely. Even though most of the time they're probably going to come to you late about a project, but it's fine. I did it myself as a child. It's okay. <laughs> I did. I really did. But yeah, I think just being able to plan and see... For me, the short-term planning is just being able to, like, grasp how much mental energy I need for the week, and is that realistic? I think you hit it on the head. I mean, you, you brought up the, you know, 
having to not communicate as much, taking away from the mental load. And I thought about the brain dumping from <laughs> one of the earlier episodes. And I was like, sometimes it's just easier. Like, I remember being in a facial the other week and I was like thinking about all these things. And I was like, I need to just get these on paper or in a and in some type of app so that I don't have to think about it. And like, that is what planning is for us. You know, it's, it's, it's brain really dumping. just writing it all down. So you have less to worry about. It's all there and able to be seen and remind you. Yeah. And I like, I personally, I like Asana to be able to plan and move things around because it is, it's really just like so much like Google calendar where you just drag and drop, drag and drop like, Oh, like our meeting in, in outlook calendar. I was able to move that and immediately just like change I just dragged it over to Thursday dropped it and left it alone I was like it's the same time it just needs to go to a different day I didn't even think twice about it it changed it it's it's oh, all my shit is connected I don't even fucking give a shit I, it's on like five different calendars so like I know like I know when shit's going on they're all synced I don't even have to think twice about it and so when I open up one calendar app or one thing to view something I'm like oh yeah yep that's happening oh yeah that's right we moved it and then I was like Hey, we gotta move that again and I like had a networking event that I didn't know I was going to until just now so yeah like it just creates a seamless flow that relieves my stress for I was me gonna say, I think planning is it's supposed to bring you a sense of calm but also allow you that flexibility you see what you have so that you can be able to be more flexible and be like oh well then we can move something like this meeting isn't gonna happen today can we do it you know Thursday mm-hmm. yeah just being open to the flexibility and not I think that was something that I struggled with I know for myself when I first started planning is I was so this needs to be planned now and I was like this has to happen at this time um also as far as planning goes like in short term for yourself do you feel more like you are a time blocking person or a go with the flow just like here's the list of things I got to do I'll just pick whichever one I feel like I have I need to do I'm definitely go with the flow. I think even you can see it in past episodes where I talk about, like, the ADHD tips and tendencies that, like, I am very, like, oh, well, like, I have five minutes. Let me sweep the floor. Yeah. I'm not – I will block out certain things, um, but it's not usually my go-to. I like to just go with the flow and whatever my energy level is, whatever my <laughs> – time frame is is when I am able to add things or subtract things like if I know I'm like oh I got like four things to do and I only have 30 minutes well two of those are going out the window yeah and and prioritizing I think I tried the time blocking for a long time and I think I the one thing I took away from the time blocking was planning what days things might happen it's not a definitive this is going to happen at this time I think, when I think of time blocking, I think of that little cube I always see all over Amazon, where it's like 15 minutes, 30 minutes, like almost like a little timer. And so you set the timer and you, you drop it down and you're like, all right, for 30 minutes, I'm going to go meditate. Mm-hmm. For, for 15 minutes, I'm going to go do some chores. Yeah. And then when that timer goes off, it's done. And then you're like, okay, well, if I want to do more, I can. And if not, I, I can just walk away from it. Well, that's and, what helped me yesterday is the time like tracking app that I use specifically is um, toggle time or time toggle. I think it might just be called toggle, but I, I like that because it has a Pomodoro style timer in it. And while I then can say what project I'm working on and specifically like what the title of the project I'm working on. So like, for instance, I was working on a, a client's blog yesterday. So I went from working on blog for the first 30 minutes or the, 
the Pomodoro method is obviously 25. So it was 25 minutes I was working on the blog. Then it goes off. I you, gives you a five minute break. I took a five minute break, jumped back in. And the next 25 minutes I worked on their content. So like I was able to divide it out, but I could see then I could move from the timer and move over to list. And it showed me like, okay, this is all the stuff you just accomplished in the last however many hours. And this is basically just a list view of that. Um, so I personally like toggle cause it gives me the option to also track billable and unbillable hours. Mm. So it's like, if you are someone and you're a freelancer and it's like, okay, new content is billable hours, but reviewing, you know, and, and emailing back and forth is unbillable hours, but you still want to track how much time you're spending with that client. So you can understand where your allotting your time yeah. is so important. I always see, because we send our, our notes and cut times between each other, and you always have, like, editing time, and you have exactly how long, and I'm like, my gosh, she's tracking everything. Yeah. All <laughs> but it I makes sense, because then you're able to be like, oh, well, I took two and a half hours to edit the episode. Like, what was happening that week? Yeah. Where, like, it only took me 45 minutes the other week. Like, yeah. Why was that one so different? And be able to make changes and adjust to your schedule. Yeah, absolutely. And I know, like, like some weeks I get frustrated because some, some episodes take me almost three and a half hours to edit. And I'm like, why? And I'm like, like, this episode is well over an hour. And I was like, you always have to account the editing is going to take double the amount of time of the actual episode itself. That's just a perfect example. Like, I always know that. So if I walk into an episode that is an hour and a half, it's going to take me at minimum three hours to edit because I have to listen. There's stops. There's cut times. There's adding this. There's taking away that. There's there's making sure that I'm writing notes and all of that. And sometimes I have to pause to write notes because I'm like, wait, this is also a really good section, but hold on. I need to write the notes about this section. So, like, you have to take that all into account when you do anything. This specifically is just about the podcast, but anything when you do time tracking is just making sure that you understand it's not going to take what you think it is. It's probably going to take you longer. That's just the reality of the situation. Whether that is because it's the last thing on your to-do list and your mental load is just like maxed out, but you're like, okay, this is the last half to do. So I'm going to do it. It's going to take you longer. It just is. And like, you just have to plan that and be okay with being flexible during your time tracking, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. We also have some other great tips. Like I said, we have our adulting episode mm-hmm. and our being product productive. Mm-hmm. Rest is productive, just so you know. Yes, it is. All right, do you have anything else to add? I think we've done a pretty well-rounded episode. Yeah, no, I love it. I'm good. All right, I'm going to take us out. So Perfect. follow, rate, like, and subscribe. You can follow us on TikTok and Instagram at tabletalks.podcast. I hope you found some of our tips uh, helpful, and I'd love to hear some of your own because we're always about new tips. 100%. So drop them in the comments, or you can DM us on Instagram. Yes. And all right. I hope you guys have the most wonderful of weeks. I am so proud of you. Drink some water and get the fuck out of here. Thank you.